Welcome back to Catch Up with Dom Tomato. This season, we've got episodes focusing on long-term injury, coming back from it, and the mental and emotional changes you deal with from going through it. This week's guest is Hazal Nahir. She is one of the most prominent female athletes in parkour. She was also the first woman to be sponsored by Red Bull for the sport. She's originally from Turkey, but now she lives in England and trains and makes videos with Stora. Let's get into today's show. Ah, uh, one take wonder, bitch. Whoa. Boom, personality turns on right now. Okay, it's 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 so good to have you here today. I mean, watching you get back from a crazy injury and be back now, like doing push-ups and 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 doing movement and jumping, it's just awesome to see. I'm really excited to have you here and talk about it today. How are you doing with it all? Um, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm doing all right, actually. Um. Um, recovering um, and uh, I'm just uh, back in Turkey. I was in Austria and um, for the Red Bull Athlete Performance Center and we oh, had cool. like a really nice um, yeah like recovery and like catching up with the doctors and stuff so it was nice. Mm -hmm. That is definitely one of the, the the nice things that comes along with the, the sponsorship for Red Bull is they're really really supportive in those injury states about getting you back into peak form and they they really seem to aid that process as much as possible with things like the performance center yeah yeah totally it's like a, it's the crazy place that like every athlete uh, like should go because like they have like crazy opportunities and stuff like they have like physiotherapists doctors um strength coaches so like they have everything so i think it's uh, mm -hmm. quite a good opportunity for the athletes <laughs> Yeah, that's it's 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 something I've been to the Austrian one, but even going to the one in LA and seeing the facilities there and the amount of care and amount of focus they have and the, the daily routine they have for their athletes, it was really impressive. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, so you, you've you've uh, are you going? So you have been in the APC before? Only in LA. In, um, in yeah, LA. I haven't been yeah. to the one in Austria, which is apparently okay. much more deluxe. The, the, that's the one you went to, yeah. Actually, well, I heard that LA apparently has a, a little bit like um, uh, new new um, facilities. So they built yes. it new, I think, last year. So it's, yeah, it seems yeah, like it it's a great place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, huge workspace. Like they have a huge open floor and then like surrounding equipment. And then they have a second level for physiotherapy rooms, offices, and like uh, recovery chairs and testing machines and stuff like mm -hmm. that yeah 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 nice one um what so let's go into what happened and what your i guess big injury was that's taken you from the sport for a while now what 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 happened for the audience that uh, doesn't know yeah so um we were shooting for capstone uh and um i was doing a descent and i uh, missed my foot and i literally like uh, started falling like head first and I landed on my mm -hmm. arm and I uh, dislocated my elbow. Um, on concrete so, as well, all on concrete. Yeah, yeah. And I think mm -hmm. it was like two and a half, three meters. So, and um, yeah, I dislocated my elbow and then um, I went to, um, we were in Prague that time. 
and uh, I went yeah. to hospital and uh, doctors uh, tried to relocate my elbow, but uh, they oh. couldn't. They couldn't relocate. Mm. And, um, yeah, I remember that was horrible. Yeah, and um, they <laughs> gave me gas and they tried it again, but uh, it didn't work out. And uh, mm-hmm. when I, like um, after um, I woke up, the doctor told me that they need need to bring me into surgery because uh, they couldn't relocate my elbow, and they told me like there was some like soft tissue like um, sticking sticking, and they couldn't like relocate, so they needed to clean uh, something it. Something in the way. And, yeah. Yeah. So, and then I get surgery, but the thing is with this like. I didn't know what kind of surgery I'm going to get. I was thinking in my mind, okay, they are going to just relocate it and they are going to put me in a cast. But it it wasn't like that when I came out it from was the surgery. Not that. Yeah, I I've seen like a really big metal structure on my arm and it was like full of blood. <laughs> and I was like, <sighs> wow. What is going on? It's like you have a saw, the movie saw, you know, like that horror film with all like the like things being built into yeah. bodies and stuff. It's like that, like just like a, yeah, a yeah. parkour scaffolding setup on your elbow, but full literally of blood and fear. Oh, yeah, that's it's that's um, a crazy premise to go into the surgery not knowing that that's gonna be what happens when you when you wake up. That's what you're gonna see. Yeah, yeah, totally. And um, but like. I heard I like I've seen people having these like they call like external fixator, uh, like external mm-hmm. fixators and stuff. I I've seen it before, but um, it is apparently so rare to see it on the upper body. Apparently, people like yeah. use it um, if the um, um, injury is really complex. If they if you okay. like break, if you dislocate, if you like have some nerve damage, so. But with my injury, I had only like um, dislocated elbow, nothing broken, just so a dislocation. So even that muscle underneath wasn't like permanently damaged, or there wasn't any tendons in the way. It was per- simply just a bad dislocation. I mean, obviously, like when you dislocate, you tore some ligaments as well. But mine wasn't mm-hmm. fully also torn, so uh, it wasn't really complex. Uh, but like yeah. when I came out from the surgery, so I had the external fixators and um, so I was pretty shocked and I was also pretty <laughs> like um, disappointed and like I didn't because I didn't know what to do. And then I stayed in the hospital like five days in Prague and then I flew to Turkey. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. And uh, when I get back to Turkey, um, Rebel Turkey organized me a really like... Um, um, good doctor that uh, they worked uh, with him before and um, I've mm-hmm. uh, seen him I've seen him and then he's like a, he was like a specialist with like arm and he told me okay. that that like um, scaffolding is a really old school uh, like nobody really uh, uses scaffolding anymore. And, I mean uh, like you look at the city of Prague it's very old school and the people there are quite you yeah know, it's an elderly community so it's probably just that yeah different yeah. different uh, era of medicine that's that's wild to think that they did that yeah <sighs> and um apparently like he told me uh, that um elbow joint is like some sort of like um, special and uh, because uh, it can freeze so easily so if you put uh, your um, elbow in a cast like two weeks it can just like can stay like that locked. forever yeah wow. locked, literally 
That's that's yeah, not a that, great uh, <laughs> great thought to have. No. Just a stuck bent arm. <laughs> yeah, and then um, so he told me that we need to get uh, external fixator as quick as possible. And um, so just in a couple of days, I get another surgery. Um, he get rid of the fixators and he reattached my ligaments. Um, the Whoa. surgery was good. Yeah, it was it was a nice um, surgery. And then I kept seeing him like once in every week. And then like every time when I was there, like he was trying to move my elbow slowly. But the thing mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. with that ex like external fixator, so it has been like drilled from four different places into my bone. Oh. And uh, so like I was not <laughs> able to move my elbow at all. <laughs> but also I was yeah. not able to do any like pronation and spination as well. Oh, okay. And, uh, so the both both things were stuck. Yeah, and uh, so right now I'm still not able to do pronation and spination very well. So it's not fully back mm -hmm. yet. And but um, it, it so is progressing. I, yeah, it is progressing, but it is a bit complex. Um, mm, so still when, like slow and tricky. Was, yeah. So when I was in Turkey, like I went to um, physiotherapy three and a half months. And like we were trying to just literally bring the elbow back, like bring the extension and flexion back because literally like yeah. I started like that. <laughs> and right now like, <laughs> I'm able to move it. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, but, yeah. Mobility is giving you back. Yeah. Like it's been seven yeah. months, but I'm still not able to fully extend it. Um, I can't fully strengthen yet, and uh, rotation, yep. explanation, and pronation is still not good. But actually, right now, are like my biggest problem, <laughs> my wrist. So my elbow is healing, but um, my wrist is not. So I have a really uh, limited movement on my wrist, and like. Uh, is it both? both ways like uh going it's in like both palm ways going yeah like palm going back yeah, like oh okay yeah yeah ways, wow yeah. such a difference the other hand is like probably 20 30 degrees at the top there which is like very very minute yeah um and like that was actually my main problem and when i went to apc um um doctor like i wasn't sure what, what was why it is like that uh, because it's been seven months and it apparently what they say it's not normal to have that yeah. much like lack of mobility mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um they they thought that it might be broken and um i got an mri and an mri came clear there was nothing uh, broken but the thing is i have a really big bone edema so what is bone edema is like a lot of fluid inside the bone. Oh, okay. Yeah, so build up yeah. um, of fluid in the bone. Yeah, so, uh, and it is apparently a little bit tricky to get rid of. Mm -hmm. And um, like I started getting like vitamin D. So it might be one of the reason why it is not recovering. Okay. And um if nothing works, like I'm going to do some bits. And if nothing works, that apparently there's like a lab, um, like a doctor in the UK who's like specialist with some sort of like bone edema. And okay. I'm gonna go to see her. Yeah. Mm hmm Yeah, well so, le leading up to the injury, you were like in like 
really great shape you were hitting things hard you were doing lots of shoots you were training in the UK like most of the year did you feel like it was a, a hard hard pill to swallow this injury because you were in such a, a nice place with your training and a nice like you know like, like everything was is, is going along smoothly and you're progressing really fast we, did that was that harder of a hit emotionally as well as physically or did you find that it was kind of pretty rational you're like okay this is part of the game I feel like it was for me it is obvious it is part of the game but uh, the mm -hmm. time that when it happened I feel like I was having too much stress um because like okay. um like I was like training but like I had some projects coming on and I just felt like it's getting a bit too much for me and mm -hmm. yeah and the just injury just happened that time yeah and I feel like it was it was okay it's it gave me a time to relax and just focus on other bits uh -huh. and um yeah yeah mentally it wasn't too hard to be honest I think like That's the great. hardest part is just yeah me being in Prague like it was a bit complex but it was okay eventually yeah so the the, the actual process was complicated and the the like logistics were hard but yeah as as you said it's part of the game when you're playing these risky movements you're doing a lot and I think a common thread that I'm seeing from talking to other athletes is that it does come hand in hand with uh like an overload of some sort if you're traveling a lot you're doing a lot of projects and you're trying to burn the candle at both ends and really get as much done as possible that that's when the the risk is just enhanced and I feel like something like capstone where day in day out we were trying to push ourselves it is unfortunately part of that process yeah yeah totally like and at that time I was also not like I was waiting for my UK visa but it has been so long and it didn't come through and I was getting pretty also stressed about yeah. it yeah but it like it's just the, it is. both things yeah yeah I think yeah, yeah. that's another another factor is like uh external stress uh really can be distracting and and puts you kind of even if it's like three percent out of your headspace that you'd normally be in when you're doing stuff that's still a big shift for stuff that you need a hundred percent focus and yeah even when I said before it's part of the process I think more so I, I would say that accidents do happen and and mishaps do happen within the sport that's you know part of the package um was there now like uh when you're training is there you feel like a different approach to like the way you apply yourself or is it very similar just in a rehabilitation sense I think I'm just like right now figuring out what I'm still capable of because um mm -hmm. obviously like I most of the time train outside and when you train outside you know like there's always a consequence so especially if you're on concrete and I'm just trying to keep it like really chill and because like even just one bounce off is is scary for me like I wouldn't like the bounce yes. off on my like back end stuff and um mm -hmm. yeah my my arm is still not fully, like um strong as the right one so it is also like lacking quite a lot of movement but um I've yeah. started doing some bit Mm -hmm. um yeah it's it's hard Killing. not to right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, got, you, you still so gotta hard. play in some way 
Yeah, it's 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 yeah. it's when you've got such a strong passion for something and it is kind of your lifestyle as well as like your sport and your exercise and the way the way you socialize, then I think just getting out there and playing, if you're if you can be well behaved enough and you can just experiment, it can be really good for your like state of mind and just socializing, being out in the sun. Like there's all these benefits that come from that. Like, have you had a lot of time with the local community now? and you know spending that time with friends back home yeah yeah totally i think it's a good part because like i don't really travel often right now so um i have a lot of time hanging out with my friends here because mm -hmm. the last couple of years has been pretty like like we couldn't really see each other and we couldn't really train together because i was always yeah. traveling but this time like i have a good good like free time that we are chilling like we're hanging out most of the time we are training so it makes me feel good right now, like being at home and like relax and just like not worry about things. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a comfort in the in the familiarity of the scene that you've grown up with, the people that you've known for a long time. And it kind of gives the uh, the community aspect more of like that social feel, like you're going to hang out with friends instead of sometimes when you're traveling, it feels like I'm going to train or I'm going to shoot or I'm going to perform. And it, it just, you know, though you're still having a great time, it can change the dynamic. Yeah. And like, especially I think before the injury, when I'm ev every time when I go out training, I I had some like expectations in my mind. Mm -hmm. But recently mm -hmm. once I realized it was, it wasn't really helping me mentally. And like right now, when I go out training, I don't have an expectation. I just want to explore and play around. So it yeah. feels a little bit more like, free and it feels a little bit more like cheerful like you know like playful so it feels good yeah now. absolutely I mean you can also take comfort in the fact that you have worked so hard and put yourself in a position now with like sponsorship and career this is this is your life and so there mm -hmm. is a patience that you can instill that I think younger athletes uh, are particularly like hungry to push through and feel like they can't waste that time because they this might not be uh, you know the fire be all and end all this might not be a career path for them but you have settled in and there's so many avenues with media and stuff like that that you can do you know like you know shooting videos and being a part of just like the go to the Red Bull APC being a part of the Red Bull community that you have uh, the security of and I think that's a a nice position to be in does it feel like it's more stress-free having the the solid base there yeah yeah totally totally I think like when we think about like parkour athlete, like as a professional, I think it is not easy at all because like obviously you make money with with the movement, like with parkour. Yeah, and the when you get injured, action. like yeah, like when you get injured, then how you are going to make money? That's that's the thing. But like mm -hmm. I get I get a really good support from Red Bull, and um, I think I feel really grateful grateful about that. And also, like, during that time, I realized, like, I want to focus on different things, and uh, which makes me a little bit more excited, like, make more videos. I also um, started, like, record my first podcast, and I haven't yeah, cool. uh, released it yet, but hopefully this week. Yeah. And, nice. Uh, so yeah. What, uh, what platforms will that be on YouTube and Spotify and stuff like that? Yeah, I think I would like to bring it on YouTube as well uh, with the video, and but it's mm -hmm. going to be most like Spotify and Apple. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. So people can find it where you listen to all your podcasts. It'll be available across platforms. Yeah. That's that's yeah. awesome. And so, do you have like a, a a subject matter in line, or are you? Is there anything you're you're trying to provide, uh, like you know, intellectually with the podcast? What's your what's your goals there? I think I would like to just like share my experience or like uh, mm-hmm. yeah, share the adventures with, with people through like parkour. I think like yeah, yeah cool. Just, some, just... some old stories and different moments. Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah, sure actually. That's, like that's I think cool. I think the same the same way like what you do, probably like host some people as well. Just talk. I don't know shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's been it's been a really big learning curve for me doing these shows, and I think I started doing them in like 2016 or 2017. I started doing oh, wow. some podcasts, so um, they've been uh very choppy changey and all over the place but i think just starting anything like that and getting yourself doing it producing it practicing putting it out will make you better at the craft and make you enjoy something new regardless of like how experienced you are at it it's it's about the, the practice itself and you get to have fun conversations with your friends and as i've gone on in the seasons i feel like i've now found more of a rhythm with yeah. like what conversations I want to have and and giving kind of like a, a seasonal arc or like a, a topic for stuff um but yeah I really hope you enjoy putting them out because they are a bunch of fun to do <laughs> yeah 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 I mean like I really like listening podcasts so um and like like I started YouTube maybe like two years ago and during that process mm-hmm. that I realized actually like um like apart from making videos but YouTube gave me a lot of confidence, also talking English as well. So I was like, yeah. oh, okay, that's a good skill to have. How uh, I was thinking, like, how am I able to improve it to the next step? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, maybe making podcasts would be a good idea. Just talk that's, more. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's sick. Yeah. That's sick. It's just practice. Oh, sorry. Spitting everywhere. Practice, <laughs> what, like, practice through doing it and like practically putting it out there because that's going to evolve your vocabulary. Uh, vocabulary. Wow. It's going to evolve your vocabulary <laughs> and a variety of things to say. I love that I screwed it up on vocabulary. Um, so how how does your day-to-day or your week-to-week look with training now? Is it very much like just playing and a lot of rehab or is it some days on, some days off? Or what's like the kind of schedule? I think most of the days I try to do some rehab because rehab's actually not like really hard like exercises. So I can do it mm-hmm. like every day, just a little bit, a little bit. But I think right now my training are more like focused on strength training, like going to gym and like I started uh, lifting as well. So actually trying to bring the like uh, the power and the strength back mm-hmm. and how it used to be. And um, whenever my friend uh, is free or whenever the weather is good, I just go out, do parkour. And yeah. just mostly like parkour and strength training and also like doing some um, sprints as well, like runnings. So, yeah, just. Yeah. Do you have a do you have like kind of a format for that or is it more like you have your your things that you want to do and then improvise with timing, like figure it out on the go? Yeah, yeah. Actually, one of my best friends started working with a sprint coach and I was like, can I join as well? <laughs> like I want to try okay. to <laughs> and train with them. Yeah, and like yeah. training is actually going pretty good. Like 
I can say we just started like maybe like two weeks ago. And um, mm -hmm. but yeah, it is it is really interesting to find out about like uh, running. It is uh, because I feel like my run running technique is not great, but um, uh -huh, learning uh -huh. a lot and like we are having the like a time and we are trying to improve it on each session. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, but it's, which is it's gratifying. Well, it feels it's... like parkour. It's like yeah, doing a yeah, further yeah. jump every time. It's chopping your chopping your uh, time down. That's it's a cool way to feel that progression. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. Apart from it, trying to get uh, like my mobility back because also like from the injury, my shoulders mobility got pretty bad because I didn't really use that much. So it mm -hmm. is also pretty annoying when I am trying to do some swings. It's like so hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just feels remotely like it just feels alien. <laughs> like the doesn't quite have that range or something yeah yeah, yeah totally yeah is it kind of uneven if you do movements with two hands do you feel like you're compensating to one side or it doesn't like extend the same so the balance is off do you feel like there's a, a switch up there like when i'm hanging i feel like it is pretty good right now but actually like two days ago i tried to do like a hang on my fingers so I still, still like my right. I'm shifting to the right a lot, a little okay. bit. Yeah. So more of the, but, the activation of the muscles is a little bit stronger on the right hand side still. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still, and um, mm -hmm. but like hanging is is fine. But obviously the other movements, like when I try to do like um, go on a wall, for example, like to do some wall up and stuff. It is stiffer that hard. Like my okay. right part working way more than the left. Also because like yeah. I can't really use yeah. my wrist, so the wrist is still a problem. But yeah. Mm. Mm. So then going into this year, do you think that uh, throughout the summer and the end of the year you'll be traveling more and getting back into you know doing attending jams and that sort of thing, or are you going to take it more chill? Um, I think definitely attending gyms, I, not gyms, sorry, events. Um, yeah, yep. like um, because I feel like that would be a good way to get back into like parkour more, like um, seeing friends and like training together and like traveling. Yep. This is what I always enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. And um, sharing ideas. This summer, yeah, this summer I think I have a lot of like uh, travel plans. And um, right now I'm trying to move to uk and mm -hmm. um hopefully like i'm on the visa process so if i'm able to get my visa i'm permanently moving to uk this summer so i'm that'll be really happy cool. about it fingers crossed yeah yeah we might yeah. know by the time this podcast comes out in july we may have a verdict on that so stay tuned folks so go and you can see if hazal's become yeah. a uk citizen yet yes <laughs> <laughs> becoming a uk citizen is, is it's going to be a really long time. It's going to take a really long time. Yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> crazy process, right? Um, so through through the whole, like, uh, injury process, do you feel like there's been any major shifts mentally or emotionally that we haven't touched on? Is there anything that uh, really stands out to you or, like, so, even, like, a, a lesson you've learned during the process? Um, actually... Yes. Um, so when I got my second surgery, um, I had like um, the brace on after the cast and I was using my brace 
and um, I was in Istanbul and it was raining quite heavy and I needed to get to my Airbnb and uh, when I was on the stairs uh, going down I slipped and then I landed on my back oh. and I I hit my um, my elbow again Just and uh, kind of bent down same. like smack the elbow straight into the stairs literally oh. yeah 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 <laughs> It's already and, a painful experience before the injury. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like mm. that that uh, fail gave me like a little bit more like um, trauma than the actual fail. <laughs> because like mm. um, I, I had to rush to the hospital to get another X- x-ray. But um, everything came clear. Luckily, nothing was broken. But I think that like thinking me thinking about what if I broke something was was a hard time and after that bail actually like a couple months for me was really hard like I was walking really slow and not going outside oh. when it's raining at all and You're it has been super pretty, safe yeah it has been pretty hard time for me like I was uh, really like uh, mentally finding so hard to go outside even mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah I think yeah, that absolutely. was that was a hard time <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, when I when I was at the, especially the the extensive time with my ankles, it was like painful to leave, like to go training or to walk around was painful, and it was really like disheartening. And I found I would like give into that and then be mad at myself or sad at myself for 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 letting myself like be a wuss or not do the right thing or not like not go out and be brave. But it's it's just a, a balancing act, I think, where you've got to feel safe and feel like you're doing the right thing. But then also you do need to push that little bit to feel like you're human and you're progressing and things are, are getting better. So yeah, it's it's, totally. a, it's a fine fine line to ride, I think. Totally, totally. I think you need to get out of your comfort zone just a little bit each day to be able to like trust trust your body and trust your arm again but like for me it takes forever <laughs> like it it was like a long yeah. process for me but it's going well right now well it's been seven months do you, do you have an estimated time of recovery where you think like okay in five months i should be back to using my arm and doing like you know the base base movements of parkour without any problem or is there like a timeline you have in mind um so i think for my elbow uh i would like to say like maybe in three three months that uh like mm-hmm. i would like mm-hmm. to be fully fully back but for my elbow That's only the goal. so which means like yeah which means like bring the extension back and uh also the strength yeah but the thing is yeah. with my wrist also like also doctor doesn't know when it's gonna heal that's like a big mm-hmm. i can't really see is it is it painful is it to, is it, it painful, painful when you flex it back and forth yeah it's interesting yeah. because i mean and i'm not i'm not spouting any uh, med- medical knowledge in this but uh when yeah. i had my injury from the china fail so i still yeah. have restricted movement this way on my left wrist oh wow um but what what I had to do was actually to get back the handstands and everything with pain free was I had to like push the range of motion through a little bit of like we said with like pushing yourself every day through a tiny bit of uncomfort pain barrier mm-hmm. every single day until I could like load it further and further. 
But uh, the period before that, I completely didn't use my wrist for like three months. I was like, oh, I'm just waiting for it to stop hurting. And that's what actually reduced the amount of movement in it. So um, Uh, I don't know if like with wrists, I don't know with yours especially, but it is what it's one of those things where, again, pushing that little bit and making sure and it will just it's like chipping away at a mountain it's it takes such a long time i'd say even two three years <laughs> later it it they just got better true true actually like what i was doing the last seven months like i was trying to push it like each day and there was like a little mm-hmm. progress i was able to see so i started doing like a really small conks and stuff but uh, uh when i went to apc last week so my MRI result mm-hmm. came up like a, there's like a really big bone edema. Right now, my physiotherapist and the doctors told me to like not push through anymore. Yeah, because it yeah. If, you, if it's got like, fluid. Yeah, so I'm a bit like yeah. confused what to do because like in my mind, I want to push through just a little bit. But mm. then when they told me to not to, I was like, oh. I don't know what to do now. Like, yeah, that's why yeah. I w- definitely wouldn't claim to have any like actual knowledge. But I think it it is it is really dependent on the injury. And in this instance, like with the diagnosis and the fact that it is like a fluid buildup, so any more like pressure and pushing could just add to that. It makes a lot of sense that they would tell you to to like pump the brakes until they they can get into that. Do you have a timeline yeah. on that surgery? Do you have like a is that still just finding out things about it? Yeah, for, like from my wrist, you mean? Uh, when it's gonna heal? Yeah, 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 for the wrist. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, because like I saw you that like I started getting vitamin D, so it it might be the one reason that why I'm not recovering. So I'm going to take it three mm-hmm. three uh, weeks, and during after that three mm-hmm. weeks, if there's still not any progress, and um, which I don't think it will be. <laughs> and um, we are going to see other options, what we can do. So I have okay. no idea. But, yeah. but also, um, cool. there's also another thing. Sometimes when the athlete mm. gets trauma, uh, apparently the affected area, uh, like there's like a bone, dense, bone mineral density. And that more bone mineral density uh, reduce on the affected area. So also okay. doctors think that this is what is happening on my uh, wrist. And if it is the case, yeah, um, you, there's like a, a machine called DEXA. So you can just get in and you can see the bone uh, mineral density. So if it's the case, I am going to start medicine. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. I didn't know that that was, yeah. that was possible. But it makes a lot of sense is the area kind of goes frail in a way, it kind of instead of healing, it reduces, it kind of panics and frails up a little bit. Yeah, Crazy. yeah, so totally. It is so interesting, actually. Yeah. Yeah, There's. A, I, I think I'm learning a lot more across these podcasts about like the the construction of joints and different parts of the body <laughs> than, I, than I have before. So this is great. It's a great little learning experience. And yeah, I hope that too. all the... Uh, listeners are getting getting some something back out of that as well hopefully is there hopefully. anything else you'd want to say to the listeners before we wrap up for the day want to convey any more um, messages i think like what can i say that like i think injury is a part of the game and uh mm-hmm. i think like if we try to look the injury a slightly d- different perspective like 
for example, like for me, like before this injury happened, I didn't really have time to properly like work on myself, like um, like working on mentally and also like physically. And uh, I feel like now I know more how my trainings should be like, like as like nutrition side, as like um, strength side. Yeah, the supplementary I feel like I stuff. Had, I had more time to like work on those. I feel like mm-hmm. now like this injury because I had a lot of free time, so it wasn't too bad eventually. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think a, a way to kind of pass it on would be to also like yeah, slow down and be patient with your training. Stop and smell the roses. Do all of the good stuff that back ends your training because I'm guilty of the same as you. Just nine hours of parkour a day for like eight years, and then it just is degrading <laughs> the 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 body in ways where you could be strengthening it yeah and i think there's always a lesson that you can get through the veil so um mm-hmm. i think it's a good point to like uh to see what you learned from the fail <laughs> yeah. that's it some bail information guys so take that bail information home with you and uh, share this <laughs> podcast with your friends if you've enjoyed it thank you Hazal, for coming on today and uh, i'll Thanks see so you very much. soon thank you so much for having Whee. me see you bye